0: Odd Tales Productions presents Chamber of Death, a Bloody Mary adventure by Adam Mudman Bezekny. Performed by Adam Mudman Bezekny and Kay Starley. And dedicated with affection to Tommy Wiseau. The sky was calm over the skyline of San Francisco. Smog had been a customer of this area since time immemorial, but today it left the city alone. It seemed nothing could go wrong on a day like this, and even among the often rightfully dour members of the population, there was a general sense of prosperity and happiness. In a moderately sized townhouse apartment, a banker was returning home to the woman he loved. In 1942, it was rather scandalous that they lived together while unmarried but from their demeanor it was impossible to separate their romance from marriage. That magic date would only put into law what they already had and what was obvious to their friends and family. The door to the apartment opened. Hi, babe. I have something for you. What is it? Just a little something.
1: (laughs) Johnny, it's beautiful, thank you. Can I try it on now?
0: Sure, it's yours.
1: Wait right here. I'll try it on right now.
0: Wow, you look so sexy, Lisa.
1: Isn't it fabulous?
0: I would do anything for my girl. Oh, hi, Denny. Wow, look at you.
1: It's from Johnny.
0: Anything for my princess. (laughs) How much was it?
1: Denny, don't ask a question like that.
0: Nice to see you, Denny. I'm going to take a nap. Can I go upstairs, too? (laughs)
1: Ha ha ha. Denny, I think I'm gonna join him. (laughs) Ha ha ha. As the young man
0: Denny, the unofficial ward of Johnny and Lisa, watched them ascend to the upper loft of their apartment and prepared to follow them, a mirror in the corner of the house stared him down. Though there was no way he could see the figures in the mirror, the trio who watched him saw him glance at the glass briefly before he flashed a chilling smile. They waited first until he was gone then until he came back down, having been exiled from the bedroom, to emerge from the mirror. Above, the couple they'd observed, with the stunning blonde and the strangely homely man, were otherwise occupied. Now Bloody Mary, Loretta Van Helsing, and Ormond Merckx were free to examine the room they'd been told was the home of the strange imbalance they'd been warned about. Somewhere in this moderately-sized townhouse apartment was the secret to a mystical discrepancy that was starting to throw the universe off-center. Every so often, the skies pulsed red a sight which Mary had only seen before in 1983, at the gates of the Apocalypse. Something was grievously wrong, but if there was any trio born for something like this, it was this one. "'We'll have to keep our voices down,' Mary said. "'We don't want to get their attention, especially now.' "'How do you expect us to be able to find what we're looking for while they're doing... that?' Merckx asked at once. "'Did you see the man? He looked like a gargoyle!' You're no prize yourself, Murks. as if I don't say that enough. Well, what are we even looking for? What's the significance of this Johnny Leonox? As if hearing the pronunciation of that name, the sounds of amorous activity the three explorers embarrassingly overheard above them stopped. They heard faint murmuring, and it was clear they'd been detected. Maybe we should get back in the mere, the Red of Helsing suggested. Only if the man comes down naked, Mary replied. After some time, the couple came back down. There was an angry look in the woman's eyes. The lumpy face of the man, whom Mary was now presuming to be Johnny Leonox, was unconcerned with the intrusion.
1: Who are you?
0: The one called Lisa demanded.
1: How did you get in here?
0: And she looked Mary over, seeing now only the image of Mary's human guise. My name is Francine, Bloody Mary said. I've come here looking for someone named Johnny Leonox? That's me, the man said, stepping forward. Johnny Leonox? Mary asked. Oh, who's this Leonox? My name is Johnny, but my full name is Johnny Allen Wellington. This is my future wife, Lisa Ripley. Hello, Lisa said uneasily. Well, how did you get in here? Well, I, uh... The door was unlocked, Loretta said. You see, Mr. Allen Wellington, the people in this apartment of floor down recommended us to you. We're new to the building, and they said you were the people we should meet first. The people downstairs? Oh, you mean Mike and Michelle? Oh, no, they're neighbors, Ormond Merckx clarified quickly. Okay, Johnny said with a grin.
1: Well, welcome to the building, Lisa said. We hope you find it comfortable. Are you all rooming together?
0: You could say that, Mary said, unable to stop herself. She felt Loretta's eyes on her as she said it. Mr. Allen Wellington, you're sure you've never heard of a man or thing called Leónox? No, it doesn't ring a bell. Hm, that's odd. Well, I'm sorry for the intrusion. We'll be going now. Don't be a stranger. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay, what the hell was that? What? Mary asked Ormond. Who were those people? Why did we interrupt them while they were doing that? Our research points towards a man named Johnny Leonox, Merx Loretta said, as they began to approach the window at the end of the apartment hallway. As they approached, their reflection approached them, growing larger and more defined with each step. He is in the company of a woman named Lisa, and if our research is correct, that Lisa woman could be very dangerous if she's anything like her cousin. But she might not be dangerous if she's herself, Mary added. Lisa's the good one, right? And Leonox? There is no good and evil with Leonox and Lisa, Loretta said. Both are capable of either. It's just that Lisa is beautiful and Leonox is not. He fit Leonox's description from the old texts. The man with the crooked smile, Merk said. And I didn't buy that friendliness for a second. I'm sure that man is the devil himself. Remember though, Merx, we're here to investigate an inversion. As she said this, Mary put her hand against the window of the glass, dark into light. The mere shimmer of the glass yielded. Soon they were back in the mirror realm, and they were back to watching the room. Silently, invisibly, they watched. If she wanted, Bloody Mary could make the mirror realm as comfortable as the apartment they were spying on. Loretta and Ormond sat uneasily at a table Mary had made from the shadows of the realm, looking into the mirror of the apartment. It had been several hours, and they suspected soon night would fall. Mary assured them they could sleep safely in the realm. Whether or not their bodies would find the comfort to sleep in the drifting, endless void was another matter. Loretta, have you noticed any other disturbances? Mary asked at last. Not really. And I wouldn't trust my senses, Mary. I'm not renowned for being psychic. Don't you have psychic powers, Mary? Merckx asked derisively. Not unless someone helps me. I have to admit, though, staying here in the mirror Realm for a while has given me some sort of... attunement. I am starting to feel the consequences of the inversion. Merck sighed and put his face in his hands like a drunk without a bottle. The inversion, the inversion. So good is becoming evil and evil becoming... Ormond, I'm getting really tired of having to explain these things. You know me. I can't pay attention worth a damn. Yes, I've noticed. Well, Leonox and Lisa are manifestations of, um, ancient cosmic forces, right? Good and evil, order and chaos. They appear in many different guises throughout time and space, including Ahriman and Ormazd from Zoroastrianism. They're an expression of the same primal conflict between the Great Old Ones and the Elder Gods that we faced back at Steiner Studios. This makes sense so far. Despite the fact that the universe is beyond good and evil and doesn't care if we live or die, but whatever. Some say there's a third force, Ormond, the Loretta said. Maybe this third force is the sum of those forces, and you're right, it doesn't care, because it goes beyond them. But some say that this force is an agent of balance between the two forces. Perhaps a force of chaos when their good and evil are structured and orderly, or a force of law when they manifest as rugged and chaotic. Some call this force Mower. Mower? As in cutting grass? Merckx asked. Something like that. And these three forces are converging for some reason on San Francisco. And, at least as far as the polarized ends go, they're inverting. The one named Leonox, who is normally evil, has become friendly. And the one named Lisa, normally good, has become wicked. So you suspect, then, that this Lisa Ripley, just because her first name is Lisa, is an avatar of good who has become evil? "'I think the Johnny Guy is Leonox,' Mary said. "'But we don't have all the variables yet. I think it's important they're engaged, though.'" "'Yes, bitter foes never get engaged, and it's a bad thing when they do,' Merck said. "'Say, Mary, I was thinking. You've used the Mere Realm to travel through time before, right?' Yes, but, uh, it didn't end well. If you recall, I had to help my future self fight the Antichrist at the end of the world. But there were no other consequences, right? No, but I ran into problems with the Golden Guardians of Time. They don't like it when we mortals start messing around with the timelines. But surely they won't mind if you skip us a few hours into the future. You mean so we don't have to pass the night? What sort of soldier are you? I'm no soldier at all. I'm here because the people who give me blood say the universe is about to crack in half based on some old, musty books we read. Those documents were from my father's library, and this isn't some random odd job. I've been studying the stories of Johnny Leonox, as criminals call him, for some time, along with the idea that the Leonox-Lisa cycle can reverse. Here, speaking of cycles, um, I'll step ours up a bit. You will? Merx asked. Yeah, it's just a matter of calling up another mirror. I just take the reflection from the future rather than from the present. All reflections are stored here in all four dimensions. So let's see when something of interest happens. She brought the necessary reflection before her, her senses stretching into the psychic limits as a matter of instinct. Suddenly it was the next day, the next morning, and Johnny was leaving for work. Minutes passed, and another figure appeared at the door. Lisa let her in, and from her comments, it was clear this older woman was her mother. The supernatural force embodied as a human has a mother? Merckx murmured as they spoke. Leonox and Lisa sometimes insert themselves into families. They weave pasts for their guises, Van Helsing explained. Shut up, you two, Mary said. I want to hear this. What's wrong? The older woman was saying. Tell me.
1: I'm not feeling good today,
0: Lisa said. Well, "'Why not?' her mother asked.
1: "'I don't love him any more.
0: "'Why don't you love him anymore? Tell me!'
1: "'He's... so
0: boring.' "'You've known him for over five years. You're engaged. You said you loved him. "'He supports you, he provides for you, and, darling, you can't support yourself. "'He's a wonderful man, and he loves you very much.' And his position is very secure. He told
1: me he plans to buy you a house. That's why he's so boring. Well, what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't mind living with him.
0: Well, you can't do that. Have you talked to him about it?
1: No. I don't know what to do.
0: Well, he's a wonderful person, and he's getting a promotion very soon. Now he bought you a car, he bought you a ring, clothes, whatever you wanted, and now you want to dump him. That's not right. I've always thought of him as my son-in-law. You should marry Johnny. He would be good for you.
1: I guess you're right about that. Well, of
0: course I'm right. I know men. I wasn't born yesterday. I'm glad you're listening to your mother. Nobody else listens to me.
1: You're probably right about that, Mom.
0: Well, I'm glad you're listening to your mother. Listen, I've got to go, but you remember what I've told you, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye now. The woman left. As she did so, Lisa Ripley sneered and said,
1: Thanks, Mom.
0: Back inside the mirror, the three travelers were puzzled. That was a short visit, Mary said. But perhaps that's the first sign, Loretta replied. If Leonox and Lisa are involved for some reason, but their relationship is unsteady, then... Let's break this down, Ormond interjected. Why would two forces diametrically opposed to each other in the way Leonox and Lisa supposedly are be dating each other? That must be the imbalance, Mr. Merks. Leonox and Lisa are usually at war, but something caused them to manifest without memory of their war. Instead, there was only love. Somehow, the love between good and evil will breed something destructive. "'Strange how good is always so easily corrupted by evil, but has to strain so hard to do anything to hurt evil,' Merck said. "'What do you mean?' Mary asked. "'Well, if we do nothing, good doesn't automatically win. Evil does.' If the universe is destroyed, that's evil, isn't it? That's a tough question, Ormond. Let's do something so we don't have to weigh whether cosmic destruction is good or evil. Maybe that's why sloth is a sin, Loretta offered. Ancient folks sense that entropy takes things away from you, unless you put energy into stopping it. That's what I was thinking, Mary said. What's she doing now, Merck said, pointing to the mirror. Lisa was going to the telephone and dialed the number. Mary, can you use your powers to bring us a mirror to the other side of that line? Mary had never thought of that before. Was the connection of a phone line enough for her powers to work through it? She'd been stewing in the mirror realm for hours now, and it was starting to seem like she could do stuff like that. She reached out, and sure enough, another mirror flashed up to them, showing a blond man with a professionally clipped beard. He was answering the phone at his office desk. Hello, the man said. Hey, baby, Lisa said.
1: How are you doing?
0: Baby? Quiet, Mr. Mex. Oh, hey, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm very busy. What's going on?
1: I just finished talking to my mom. She gave me this big lecture about Johnny.
0: Look, we'll talk about it later. I told you, I'm very busy.
1: We'll talk about it now. Whenever you say we'll talk about it later, we never do. I can't wait till later. I want to talk right now. You owe me one anyway.
0: Okay. All right, what do you want to talk about?
1: She's a stupid bitch. She wants to control my life. I'm not going to put up with that. I'm going to do what I want to do, and that's it. What do you think I should do?
0: I mean, why do you ask me? You know, you've been very happy with Johnny. What do you want me to say? I mean, you should enjoy your life. What's the problem?
1: Maybe you're right. Can I see you tomorrow?
0: Okay. All right, how about noon?
1: I'll be waiting for you. Bye.
0: "'All right, see ya.' Hold, "'Hold on one moment. She's cheating on him with his best friend?' Mary clicked her tongue. "'Ormond, you sound like an old widow peering through a set of opera glasses.' "'Despite the melodrama, Mary, I think this is serious,' Loretta Van Helsing put forth. "'Consider that there is something that brings Leonox and Lisa close together after centuries of war. "'They fall in love.' But because of the inversion, Lisa is now evil and begins sabotaging their happiness. This awakens their old feelings a thousandfold. In their war, the two end up destroying the world. You think that's what's happening? Murk said. Despite my outburst, we have no confirmation that those two are involved. Unless... Mary, take us to noon tomorrow. She sighed. The Guardians are going to kill me for this. She brought up a mirror from noon the next day. The man named Mark entered Lisa and Johnny's apartment. There was no evidence that Johnny was home. He was probably at work. Hi. How you doing?
1: I'm fine. Come in. Have a seat. Have some wine.
0: Thank you. Nothing so far.
1: It's hot in here.
0: Oh, come on. Ormond. Listen, Loretta, she's unbuttoning her dress. This is obscene. I don't have to witness this. I mean, the candles, the music, the sexy dress. I mean, what's going on here?
1: I like you very much. Lover, boy.
0: What are you doing this for?
1: What's the matter? Don't you like me? I'm your girl?
0: Johnny's my best friend. You're going to be married next month. Come on.
1: Forget about Johnny. This is between you and me.
0: I don't think so. I'm leaving now.
1: Please don't leave. Please don't leave. I need you. I love you. I don't want to get married anymore. I don't love Johnny. I dream about you. I need you to make love to me.
0: I don't think so. Everything's gonna be fine, I promise. There was a pause, but Lisa pushed forward to kiss Mark. As she did so, she began to work the rest of his clothes off. Despite his earlier words, Mark did not resist. In fact, he was starting to initiate certain things. This is foul. Okay, Merx, okay. I'm turning it off. As she put the mirrors away, Mary thought now about the nature of her powers. She realized that as long as they were in the mirror realm, they were theoretically outside time. If she could call up mirrors in four dimensions, she could return to real space anytime she wanted. Though she technically pushed through hours of time, to them, it was still like minutes, and it could become minutes again if she only retrieved the mirror from a moment just minutes after they left. With that, she relaxed, and felt some of the burden of the Golden Guardians ease off her. Besides, she was doing wonders for the timeline with Professor Darwood's help these days, ever since she returned from Zal Dun's exile to 1947. Maybe they were the ones owing her favors for once. Keeping those thoughts in mind, she brought up a mirror from a time after Lisa's encounter with this Mark, Johnny's apparent best friend. Lisa was once more alone in the apartment, but not for long. There was a knock at the door.
1: "'Who is it?'
0: Lisa called out. Denny. "'Oh no,' Mercs groaned. "'Not that creature again.'
1: Hey, Denny. How's it going?
0: I'm fine. What's new?
1: Actually, I'm really busy. Do you want something to drink?
0: No, thanks. I just wanted to talk to Johnny. As Denny said this, Mary felt a strange feeling come over her. It was as if she knew what Denny wanted to talk to Johnny about, and it was something odd. Something that, despite the fact that it was addressed to him, he wasn't supposed to know about. But how did that make any sense? Once this thought passed over her mind... Denny once more seemed to look at the mirror. He grinned, and all three of them were under the impression he could see them. Then he turned away. You look beautiful today. Can I kiss you? His eyes darted back to the mirror. For a split second, Mary was sure his lips flashed with a violet flame. He made a kissy face, but it was like he was aiming it at Mary.
1: You are such a little brat.
0: I'm just kidding. I love you and Johnny.
1: Okay, okay. Johnny's gonna be here any minute. You can wait if you want.
0: I gotta go. You'll tell him I stopped by?
1: Of course I will. Bye. Bye, Denny.
0: There was a moment where Lisa was alone. The group took this time to talk amongst themselves. You saw that purple flame, too, right? Mary asked. I did, Loretta confirmed. I think Denny is the avatar of one of the forces we're looking for, but I still don't want to rule out the chance that Mark and Lisa's mother are involved as well. You think Denny is Mr. Mower? Merx asked. He could also be Leonox. But he can't be Lisa? Why would he be Lisa? Just because Lisa is named Lisa doesn't mean that she's Lisa. Is Lisa always female? Is Leonox always male? No. Leonox is also called the Cunning One, and he's not always male under that name. But he's mostly male. The Cunning One is the title of his guy's sateen, whom he loves taking on. I've heard of a Prince Satine once, out in Cambodia. That's him. And Lisa? Does she have any other names? Other faces we might need to know? Mary asked. Lisa is sometimes called the Dreamer, but if she needs a more definitive guise, like Leonox's Satine, she calls herself Dr. Omega. Dr. Omega? That's a strange name. He's a strange person. Ormond urged them with his finger to be silent. Now the door was opening again, but it was Lisa's fiancé who came through the door. "'Hi, babe,' Johnny said, producing a bouquet of flowers. "'These are for you.'
1: "'Thanks, honey. They're beautiful. Did you get your promotion?' "'Nah.' "'You didn't get it, did you?'
0: "'That son of a bitch told me I would get it within three months! I saved them bundles! They're crazy! I don't think I will ever get it!' They betray me, they don't keep their promises, they trick me, and I don't care anymore.
1: Did you tell them how much you save them?
0: Of course! What do you think? They already put my ideas into practice. The bank saves money, and they are using me, and I'm the fool.
1: I still love you.
0: You're the only one who does. The trio in the mirror had the next stage of their plan prepared. They materialized in the hallway and knocked on their door at once. After a moment, Lisa opened the door.
1: "'Oh, it's you three,'
0: she said. "'Are we interrupting anything?'
1: Mary asked. "'No. No. Come in.'
0: "'The trio entered. "'Oh, hi, Francine. Oh, hi, Loretta. Oh, hi, Ormond. How are you?' "'We're well, Johnny. It's you guys we're worried about.' "'Us? There is no problem.' "'It's something we saw in your eyes the other day,' Loretta said. "'Johnny and Lisa looked at her in confusion.' I'm a marriage counselor, you see. At least I was one, once, technically. Something in our eyes? Johnny asked. Yes, you have no problems with faithfulness, right? At this, Lisa was taken aback, but Johnny stepped forward. There is nothing wrong with us here. Lisa loves me and I love her. (laughs) Don't worry about it. At these words, an odd look came into Loretta's eyes. She turned aside to look back at the other two. He's right. We were wrong about what we saw. No, there's trouble here, Murks piped in. He gripped Loretta's arm as she turned to leave. The mission, he hissed. At Murks's sudden outburst, Lisa and Johnny glanced at each other once again. Johnny civilly looked Murks in the eye as he said, If anything does happen and we need your help... We know where to find you. Ha <laughs> ha. Mary nodded. We're sorry for intruding. We just don't like it when couples have problems. Love makes the world go round, you know. She spoke as soberly as she could. I agree completely. You know what you're talking about, Johnny said as she left. The three of them were now in the hallway. That was a failure, Murk said. No, it wasn't. You saw how I acted when he said that, right? Don't worry about it. I couldn't stop myself. It was one of the strangest feelings I've ever had. "'Is that one of Leonax's powers?' Mary asked. "'Maybe,' Loretta replied. "'Let's get back to the Mere realm. Let's see what happens when Johnny goes to bed tonight. I have a suspicion that something is about to happen.' "'You want me to skip another day?' Mary said. "'You guys are too much sometimes.' (laughs) Soon enough and sure enough, Lisa was back on the phone, and the group was able to determine she was calling Mark. Two images side by side appeared once again. They were unable to determine what sort of job it was that Mark worked. He was still at that desk. I miss you, Lisa said. I just saw you. What are you talking about? Mark replied.
1: I just want to hear your sexy voice. I keep thinking about your strong hands around my body. It excites me so much. I love you.
0: Is Johnny there?
1: He's in the shower. I didn't get to do what I wanted to do tonight. I was interrupted.
0: What are you talking about?
1: I wanted to get him drunk. He had a hard day and it would have been easy. Then I was going to say he hit me. Or maybe I could make him hit me for real. Then I could lose him and it would just be you and me.
0: Lisa, what are you saying?
1: Everyone thinks Johnny is just this sweet guy and he's not. I don't love him anymore. I love you.
0: Lisa, this is crazy. You can't do that. Johnny's your future husband and my best friend.
1: I don't want to talk about it.
0: There, Loretta said. The same magic words Leonox used on me. I don't want to talk about it and don't worry about it. Watch out for those words. Fine, whatever, Mark said at last. I'll talk to you later. Bye, honey. And she hung up. In the mirror realm, the spies waited. She's manipulating things towards conflict, Mary said, using her powers to make this affair happen, to hurt Johnny and splinter their marriage. It'll destroy their social groups. Is she drawing power from that? We still don't know if she's actually Lisa, Van Helsing said then. She may be Leonox, using the name Lisa as a joke. We have to see what happens the next day, Murk said. Mary, can you take us there? Oh, the things I do for my friends. She looked through the mirrors for the coming hours until she saw one early in the morning when Lisa's mother again stopped by to see her.
1: So I'm organizing the party for Johnny's birthday, Lisa said. Can you come? When is
0: it? Her mother
1: asked. Next Friday at six. It's a surprise. Oh. You can bring someone if you want.
0: Well, sure I can come, but I don't know if I'll bring anybody. Oh, that no-good Thomas. He wants me to give him a share of my house. That house belongs to me. He has no right. I'm not giving him a penny. Who does he think he is?
1: He's our cousin.
0: He's always bugging me about my house. Fifteen years ago, we agreed that house belongs to me. Now the value of the house is going up and he's seeing dollar signs. Everything goes wrong at once. Nobody wants to help me, and I'm dying.
1: You're not dying, Mom.
0: I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer.
1: Look, don't worry about it. Everything will be fine.
0: Everything will be fine? With cancer? What's going on here? Evidently even her own mother is just a pawn to Lisa, Mr. Merckx. Oh, I'm sure I'll be alright. Oh, I heard Edward is talking about me. He is a hateful man. Ugh, I'm so glad I divorced him.
1: Don't worry about it. You just concentrate on getting well.
0: Well, at least you have a good man.
1: You're wrong. Mom, he's not what you think he is. He didn't get his promotion, and he got drunk last night. And he hit me.
0: Johnny doesn't drink. What are you talking about?
1: He did last night, and I don't love him anymore.
0: Johnny is your financial security. You can't afford to ignore this.
1: Yeah, okay, Mom. Can I just talk to you later?
0: You don't want to talk to me.
1: I just got done talking with a client, and I have to get ready to meet him. Can I just talk to you later?
0: Okay. "'I will see you later. Bye-bye!' After a moment, Orman Merck sighed. "'This is getting out of hand. "'This woman is seeming more and more like an avatar of evil.'" "'As domestic as all of this is,' Van Helsing replied. "'And we still don't know what the Third Force is up to, "'that Mr. Mower,' Mary said. "'Let's go see what he's doing,' Orman said. Contemporaneous to this, Denny was up on the roof. He seemed to be looking over the skyline of the city. Behind him, a man dressed in a fedora and pinstripe suit came up, his hand tucked securely in his pocket. Hello, Danny. Armenian Chris, I- I've been looking for you. Yeah, sure you have. You have my money, right? Yeah, it's it's coming. It'll be here in a few minutes. It's coming? What do you mean by that, see? Where's my money? Okay, just give me five minutes. Just give me five. Listen, Denny, I don't got five minutes. I'm a busy man, see? Now where's my money? The man drew his gun. Where's my money, Denny? I don't have anything. Come on, Denny, where's my money? What'd you do with it? Come on. I think we should intervene, Mary said. That guy's about to make sure we don't get any answers. Let's go. Some of the metal on the top of the apartment building shined bright enough for Mary to use. She moved so fast, Denny didn't see her ghost form. In a second, Armenian Chris was on the ground, his gun far away. Mary changed back to Francine and was restraining the man when suddenly two figures came up behind them, Mark and Johnny. Francine looked back at them in confusion. How was this possible? Wasn't Johnny at work? Didn't Mark work on weekdays like most folk? But just because they were gone from the apartment didn't mean they were at work. What was stranger was that Lisa and her mother were here too. Johnny took Chris's gun, and Mark secured the man behind the gun. Johnny murmured something about taking him to the police, but it didn't escape Francine that the gun ended up in Johnny's pocket. As she realized this, she felt eyes on her. She turned, and for a man who had just been threatened at gunpoint, Denny had a pretty wide grin on his face as his eyes met hers. But soon they were all over him, asking him questions and fussing over him. As it happened, Denny took drugs, and he had bought some from this man and Chris and somehow ended up owing him money. Despite the aggression of Lisa and her mother, Denny was able to at last dismiss them. "'I want to talk to Johnny when he gets back,' he said. No one seemed to notice Francine, Ormond, and Loretta. They had thanked them for helping Denny, but as they left, they didn't seem to acknowledge them in the least. Denny seemed to want it that way. They approached him. "'All right, talk,' Mary said, taking on her ghostly appearance. "'What's your stake in all this, Denny?' You're going to have to be more specific, Denny said with a strange confidence. You're not bothered by me, for one. Guess I'm in shock. Armenian Chris was pretty scary. Uh Uh-huh. Look, you, Orman said. We know who Lisa is, and we know who Johnny Leonox is, so spill who you are. You're Mr. Moer, aren't you? Denny started to pace. Johnny Leonox is what they called Johnny when he first came to this town. He told me once he didn't make his money legitimately through the bank. He was a crime boss. People like Armenian and Chris used to work for him, ultimately. He was the man with the crooked smile. He would sometimes even make his goons mutilate symbols on themselves to bind them to him. But that's all done now. Johnny's a good guy. It's Lisa you have to look out for, even though she's so beautiful. He turned away from them for a second. These days, Armenian Chris works for me, whether he knows it or not. The gun is in Johnny's possession now. He'll just happen to forget he didn't turn it over to the police. What he does with it next is part of the pattern. Or could be. Are you the third force? Loretta Van Helsing asked. Danny closed his eyes and laughed quietly. Three forces, he said. Leonox, Lisa, Leofa. That last one is short for Fugle Leofa, which is Old English for bird lover. That's who I am. I'm your Mr. Mower, and I'm also called Abbott Seven. And you balance Leonox and Lisa, Mary said, especially in moments like these, when they fall in love and their alignments reverse. I'm not obligated to balance them, and it doesn't help that you've intervened in the sequence. He looked Mary right in the eye. Bloody Mary, why do you think it's been so easy to travel into the future of these events? They're already set, fixed in time. Go back to your mirror realm and you'll find every moment of this ritual in a neat little deck of mirrors. And once it's all done, it'll happen again in, no, 60 years or so? He paused. But things can change sometimes in vulnerable moments like these. I want to kiss Lisa to ensure she doesn't change. Deep within, she's fighting against the Leonox spirit, the desire to do evil. Both of them fight their roles, actually. They don't want to do this and it's making everyone in the building act weird. But maybe there's a benefit to this. Um, such as? How should I know? I'm an agent of chaos. I could make you tell. Could you? I'm restraining the living avatars of good and evil. I don't think you have any power over me. He had a point. But we can't let you sabotage those forces if you don't know what you're doing. Who said I didn't know what I'm doing? I just don't know now. I'm on the way to finding out, though. Now, based on what I told you, shouldn't you check up on what's coming, if that's so important to you? He has a point, Mary, Orman said, if we have unlimited access to the past and future of this sequence of events. Mary hadn't blinked when she stared down this third force, and she didn't blink now. We'll be back. Oh, I know. And they returned to their reflection in the metal. Meticulously, they began to pore over the moments in time tied to this sequence of happenings. It was as Denny, or Fugel Leofa, or Abbot Seven, or whoever he was, had said. Mary tried using the same type of power on moments from the far future or distant past, and it was a considerably greater challenge, though she was under the impression she'd get it someday. Piece by piece, they examined the strangeness of the inhabitants of this building. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Interesting behavior. I knew this girl once. She had a dozen guys. When one of them found out, he beat her up so bad she ended up in a hospital on Guerrero Street. Ha <laughs> ha What a story, Mark. Does he think that's funny? I guess so. I never hit you. You shouldn't have any secrets from me. I'm your future husband.
1: You sure about that? Maybe I'll change my mind.
0: Don't talk like that. What do
1: you mean? What do you think? Women change their minds all the time. Ah,
0: you must be kidding, aren't you?
1: Look, I don't want to talk about it. I'm going to go upstairs and wash up and go to bed.
0: How dare you talk to me like that? You should tell me everything.
1: I can't talk right now.
0: Why, Lisa? Why, Lisa? Please, talk to me, please. You're part of my life. You are everything. I could not go on without you, Lisa.
1: You're scaring me.
0: You're lying. I never hit you. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Loretta sighed. This is getting, or going to get, even worse. When he says she's tearing him apart, he's not kidding. Those red flashes in the sky are getting worse. "'Leofa's not making it any better,' Ormond put in. "'He had a talk with Johnny about being in love with Lisa. "'I think he's trying to make it seem like everyone's after his woman, "'while letting Lisa carry on her affair.'" "'Didn't Johnny and Mark have a friend named Peter?' Mary said. "'He disappears about halfway through the record. "'I've never been able to figure out where he goes.'" Johnny tries to tell Peter and Mark when they ask where he met Lisa, but the answer is incoherent. "'What's at the end?' Loretta asked. Mary brought that mirror up. Johnny was sitting in a room in ruins. He had a gun in his mouth, a very recognizable gun. "'Oh, God,' he moaned. "'Forgive me!' And he placed the gun in his mouth. Loretta gasped, and Mary put the image away. "'That relationship gets that bad?' Loretta asked. Mary nodded. What happens after? Relative to us now, the universe gets shifted off balance. Lisa becomes evil, and Leonox, when he's reborn, will be an innocent full of good. Evil will be beautiful, and good will wear a crooked smile. Metaphors aside, what does that mean? Ormond asked. It means that the positive energies in our cosmos will wane, and the negative ones will strengthen. It means the vampires we keep fighting get more powerful. The evil cults of the world, hidden away in dark places, will have more magic to draw from. It means our work gets a hell of a lot harder, and I'm getting the feeling now that everything builds from there. The effect gets worse the farther one gets from the original impact. She remembered the coming of Suos in the 21st century. "'Well, what can we do to revert this?' Loretta asked. "'Not much. There's a greater balance which the third agent serves, a greater cycle. For some reason, Denny wants to ensure this outcome.' Again, she thought of Suos. Perhaps the bloody storm's inevitability meant there were manifestations of that inevitability who wanted to make it all the more inevitable. She wondered about the push and pull of the universe's different cosmic directions. Lisa continues to escalate the situation, Mary continued. Johnny appeared in the mirror suddenly, surrounded by a great mob of people with a banner behind him. Happy birthday, Johnny. Hey everybody, I have an announcement to make. What expecting? Just a few moments after this, Lisa provokes Johnny, and he and Mark get into a fight. Everybody betray me! I fed up with this world! And this leads to his suicide. They paused. I think there's just one way to solve this, Orman said at last. Good must become good, and evil must become evil. You mean we have to convince Johnny to do something evil? Mary asked. I don't think we can make Lisa good, Loretta said. Lisa may view everyone in her life as the means to an end, but she cares at least a little about Mark, Orman said. What if she died saving Mark's life? Merx, you can't be serious. He already has the gun. It would be a matter of making him change from turning it on himself to turning it on them. Merx. No, Mary, think about the larger cycle, the larger pattern, whatever. The shape that Leofa represents. It's spiritual good in the long run, for Leonox to be evil. As long as good and evil exist as we understand them, Leonox must be evil. Do you understand? He's right, Mary, Van Helsing said. Once Leonox is fixed, we can work on fighting him. We won't have that chance if this cycle changes. Mary rubbed her forehead. Lisa is not human, Mary. The bullet may appear to kill her, but she'll be reborn later in a new form. Mary sighed. I don't like it, but you're right," she said. Let's go. And so they went to convince a man to become a murderer. Ha! Ah, ah! Johnny Allen Wallington's arms were everywhere at once, smashing anything that was glass and ripping anything that was fabric. Why, Lisa? Why? Why? Everything that was made or formed was undone, broken by the furious rampage of a broken-hearted man. It was hard to watch. Mary was distantly reminded of the room similarly ruined by Mr. K, the billionaire she'd met over Christmas. From a discarded piece of broken glass, Francine Rainsford, Loretta Van Helsing, and Orman Merckx entered the room. You bitch! You bitch! You tramp! Johnny roared. It's over! It's... And he stopped. Seeing the three interlopers, get out, get out! How did you get in here? We're here to help you, Johnny," Mary said, and that was all she was going to say. They agreed to let Murks do most of the talking. You've probably noticed we keep appearing at strange times, Johnny," Murks said. There was a certain haunted look in his eyes, but he pushed it down. That was one of his most refined skills. That's because we don't actually live in your building. We've been watching you from afar, though, as if we were your neighbors, and we've seen your pain. You tried to stop it, he said. At the beginning, you said you were marriage counselors. That was sort of true, but we're here to help you in another way now. You were going to hurt yourself with that gun, weren't you? My life is over. I have nothing to live for. Nothing. But revenge. What are you talking about? Why kill yourself when you could kill Mark? He stole Lisa from you. You heard her mother go on about you. You were offering her financial security, but Mark is tricky. He lied to his other friends too. We know this for a fact. You think he tricked Lisa? Lisa is a clever woman, but Mark is cleverer. He manipulated her just as easily as he manipulated you. Then you're right. I need revenge. He turned the gun away from himself and began to run out of the apartment. The three followed him slowly. Mark and Lisa had rendezvoused now that the latter had dumped Johnny. They weren't far from the apartment, just out in the hallway. Johnny had his gun, and he aimed it square at Mark. You gonna pay for taking my girl, he said. Johnny, don't mark implored he took a step backwards i'm going to enjoy this mark johnny said but a light flashed in lisa's eyes an old light from her former life maybe it was just a flash of anger for finally recognizing her old rival or maybe it was a glimmer of good in a soul that had been blinded by evil she dashed out just as his finger pulled the trigger no mark she cried and two shots ripped into her body They nearly passed through into Mark, but she absorbed them fully. She hit the ground hard and was dead by the time Inertia turned her over. Oh, God, what have you done? Mark yelled. Lisa, no! Johnny shouted. No, no, this isn't what I wanted. I, I, oh, God, forgive me. But he stopped himself before he could go further, his words catching in his throat. Unless... I didn't want this? Maybe she was the bitch after all. Johnny, you killed her. You shot her in cold blood! Mark exclaimed. Yes, cold blood, Mark. (laughs) Ha (coughs) ha ha. Now I remember. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Now I remember. (laughs) Ha 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 Johnny Allen Wellington. Now Johnny Leonox, once again, looked back at Mary and her two companions. Thank you, you set me free again. Now I'm going back to where this body came from. I'll be in France if you three ever need me, and know that you may, in the future, call upon a favor from Leonox. And with one last ha-ha-ha, <laughs> he walked away. In his place, Denny, the third force, walked down the hall towards them. He was smiling, and raised his hands high above his head in a triumphant gesture. "'That's the cycle,' he said. "'As I mentioned before, it'll take a few decades before they do that again. "'Until then, they'll keep on fighting, like they were always meant to. "'I was hoping you'd do what you did, manipulating Johnny like that. "'By suggesting I wanted to break the cycle, "'I was trying to get you to restore it to its proper balance.' "'I don't think we've changed anything for the better,' "'Mary said to him. "'But you changed it,' Denny said. "'No outside observer, no mortal, "'has ever changed the cycle like that "'when it's gotten bent up, "'when they've fallen in love. "'Think of what this scene means "'from what you've learned. "'Then think of what it means "'when those who are comparatively much weaker "'than Leonox and Lisa, "'at their most vulnerable, "'change the destiny of that fated pair.'" So this is what? "'Mortals rejecting the power of greater deities, "'the meek inheriting the earth?' she clicked her tongue i'm not sure it works if i'm not mortal even if i'm a lot weaker than you and leonox and lisa but you were mortal once and you fought for your right to your power bloody mary he cut himself off like he said too much he turned away and went around a corner mary chased him but it was no surprise to her that he was already gone drat she said ormond and loretta caught up with a leisurely pace you know mary i don't want to think i'm not sympathetic to your position. I feel pretty bad about what we've done. That man is dead, thanks to us. Then where are the bodies? What? Where are Mark and Lisa's bodies? They looked back at where they'd fallen. They were gone. There wasn't even a spot of blood. Either Denny cleaned them up, or Mark's part of the cycle, just as Lisa is, Mary said. This was beyond us. I think it was more complicated than we were prepared for. But even as she said that, she wasn't hopeless. Maybe someday they'd properly understand good and evil. It seemed now like their journeys into it were just beginning. Despite what they'd seen here, they didn't want to end their adventures together. After all that fighting, symptomatic of a larger war, the war that moves the universe, one could argue, they just wanted to go somewhere quiet, and just be friends.